Vince Neal turned 63 today. And a little Motley Crew on the way. Hey, congratulations to the Grateful Dead. They broke uh, the record, the Billboard Top 40 record, for the most albums by any act in history that charted. Okay? Dave's Picks, Volume 49. That's our friend David Lemieux, right? Yes, sir. Friend of the show over there on Vancouver Island. Just put out another new one just uh, a week or so ago. His Volume 49 debuted at number 25 on this week's Billboard 200. So that is the Dead's. 59th album to make the top 40. 59. On a band that was very big on album play or radio play. That's a pretty impressive stat. That's right. I mean, there's probably, I don't know how many top 40 hits they had. Maybe two or three. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But to have all of those out, that's good for them. Tonight, the Dark Star Orchestra at Mount Baker Theater is going to be awesome. Good for, uh, yeah, and good for David Lemieux. Uh, okay, I did not watch the Grammys. You watched a little bit of it. You watched some some of it. You a little said? bit. I thought my the All best right. part was uh, Stevie Wonder and the In Memoriam. This is the I don't know what paper this was. They they gave their uh, they ranked their performances from best to worst, and the writer says the best performances: Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs, yeah, Fast Car. They ranked that number one. Joni Mitchell doing both sides now. They ranked that number two, and the worst performance was U2 in the Sphere. U2 made a, quote, U2 made a very specific type of history as the first act to perform at the Grammys from the Sphere. The camera zoomed in and out and around, and if you weren't careful, it all made you extremely nauseous as the band performed Atomic City and lights flashed in the background. Sorry, we got dizzy just describing this, says (laughs) the writer. Okay. And 60 years ago... Wednesday, the Beatles landed at JFK Airport in New York. To go to the Ed Sullivan Show? Uh, In the next two weeks, they did three appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show. And they did some other stuff when they were here in the States. But anyway, the author... Like shag girls. The author of an upcoming book about the Beatles, manager Brian Epstein, uh, was interviewed about this the other day. And uh, and he writes, uh, he says... A few months earlier, so they they get here in February this week, 60 years ago, February of 64. In early November 1963, just a couple weeks before JFK is assassinated, Brian Epstein visited New York to try to drum up some interest for the band. I mean... They're, they're a big deal over the on the other side of the pond. They're just starting to get some radio play here. Epstein's main objective was to close a deal for the Beatles to perform on the Ed Sullivan Show, which was the top-rated variety program on television in the U.S. at the time. And Sullivan was, he was willing to do this, he said, because he and his wife had been on their way from on their way home from a London vacation when their flight was delayed for three hours while thousands of youngsters engulfed the airport runways to welcome the Beatles home from a brief concert tour in Sweden. This was before they were really known here. And so Sullivan is over there and he's like, who the hell are the Beatles? You know, and, and these fans that are swarming the airport and the runway. You're who about are to these? find out. Yeah. So Brian Epstein and Ed Sullivan met November 11th of 63 at Ed Sullivan's apartment, Ed Sullivan paid Elvis $50,000 for three performances in 1956 and 57. Paid the Beatles, only offered the Beatles seven grand. 
plus airfare and lodging for two. Hey, because remember, you know, at that time, when, when he brought Elvis, Elvis was a big deal. Yeah. When Elvis, Elvis was already a big deal when he brought him on to Ed Sullivan. When he is setting this up, November of 63, Beatles are, like I said, they're getting play here, but they're not as big as Elvis. Things change, though, very fast. So they agree to do it, and uh, they agree to the performance February 9th, 1964, and a second the following Sunday in Miami. Brian Epstein agreed to those terms, but he insisted that the Beatles get top billing for both shows. Ed Sullivan hesitated. His producer told him it would be ridiculous to give top billing to an English group virtually unknown in the United States. So the two guys meet again for dinner, Ed Sullivan and Brian Epstein, the following evening. They agreed to add a third taped appearance to be broadcast on February 23rd after the Beatles had returned to London. And then the group would get $10,000, still well shy of what Elvis got. And Ed was really upset. He told his talent coordinator, it's not about the money. It's who wants to see them three times. They're a flash in the pan. They're hot now, but, you know, we're going to have to pay them off for that last show. It seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah, it sure did. Because things changed. Things changed a few months later. They're, they got more and more radio airplay within a couple of months, and they were a big deal. I think deal. the Beatles did more for Ed Sullivan than Ed Sullivan did for the Beatles. It seems like Ed Sullivan's name's forever linked to the Beatles now because oh, of that. Oh, in, in history? Yes. Probably in history, yes. But at the, at time, the time, at that time, Ed Sullivan did yeah. not need the Beatles. No, but through history, his yeah. name has stayed on people's yes. lips yes. because of that. Because of Elvis and because of the Beatles, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, you got some dead? Let's do one. Right, and we'll wait, see you wait. tonight at the Mount Baker Theater. KISM. Another album in the top 40 for the day. <laughs>